0: I have had a few tough weeks in the recent past, and I bet you have too. I can do anything for a couple of weeks, but I hit the wall at three. Then, when I heard we had at least another month of this new temporary, the verse in Proverbs 13, 12 rang so true for me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Join me today as I talk about deferred hope. Deferred mm-hmm. hope. I have never had hopeless despair crouch at the door before, but he was sitting right there waiting for me to open it and let him waltz right into my life. As I pressed into God this week and listened for his small still voice, he began showing me how he was up to something new, not just in my life, but also in the lives of all of us who are following him. He reminded me that I don't want to go back to the familiar because the familiar is a trap. Familiar keeps us stuck in the same old, same old. Isn't that exactly what we want to do when we're up against a hard place? We want to run right back to what is familiar and feels safe. He reminded me that he is doing a new thing and to look for it, to anticipate it. He is making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. However, in order to see the new, I have to forget the former and I have to stop longing for what was familiar. He's tearing down those things that keep me from growing and moving forward. Only God can move forward when it feels like everything all around us has taken a giant step backwards. And so, there is hope in the midst of turmoil and chaos. Hope for a new beginning, hope for a new tomorrow and a new me and a new you. Are you willing to go there with me? Are you willing to see this as God putting you and me in the boat with him? He's telling us that we will get to the other side, even though in the middle of the lake, it will feel like we're drowning. The bright hope of Easter is clouded by the darkness of Good Friday. Without Good Friday, there wouldn't be Easter. And without this trial, there won't be a new you and a new me. What is it that God is doing in your life right now? He is revealing what is inside your heart and beckoning you to lay it at his feet so that you may be resurrected into all he has created you to be. I don't want to get to the other side of this blessed pause, only to miss all that God wants to do in my life in the middle of it. What about you? This will be over before we know it. Trust me, it really will. And we have two choices in the midst of it to press into the work God wants to do in our lives and be changed by his marvelous grace, or we can run back to the familiar only to emerge on the other side of all of this, no more sanctified than the day we began. For most of us, this pause in the action is really a beautiful gift from God. It is a chance to pray for those on the front lines. It's an opportunity to build new and deeper relationships with our family members. It is an opportunity to leave the former things that were standing in the way of your relationship with God and develop new habits that draw you closer to him. You see, God has given us just enough time to begin making new habits that will bring life to those around us and to ourselves on the other side of this. Let me share with you Proverbs thirteen twelve from the TPT version of the Bible. It says, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. The hope is that when all of this comes to an end, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. All this week on the prayer sheets for our children, we are going to be praying for hope in their lives. And I want to share with you some of those verses that we're going to be praying for our kids. The first one is Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope and a future. When I get in the middle of a mess like we all are right now, I have a tendency to question God's plans for me. Do you? It's easy to look all around us and see the devastation brought on by COVID-19. However, COVID-19, our politicians and their decisions and what our bank account is looking like right now should not be our focus. Those are the waves distracting us now. And when Peter looked at the waves, he sunk. Are you sinking right now? If you are, you need to focus on your Heavenly Father. Remember when Peter looked at the waves and took his eyes off of Jesus? He began to sink. But when Peter focused on Jesus, he walked on water. It was a supernatural thing. He wants to do the supernatural in you as well. We can trust him because he knows the plans he has for you and your family already. They are plans for good and not for disaster. He is going to give you and your children a hope and a future on the other side of all of this. I know it doesn't feel like that right now. Maybe you are questioning the decisions of those that have authority over you right now. Rest assured, God has control over all of that as well. We only need to focus on him. So let me ask you this. What is shifting your focus from God right now? Pray about that and shift your focus back to Jesus. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. There have been some days when I haven't felt very confident in anything. It appears the world all around me changes daily and sometimes minute by minute. When everything all around you is changing, you can cling to the one who never changes. He is steady and he is your rock. You can put complete confidence in him because he loves you unconditionally and completely. Are you confident in that? Your hope is only going to be as confident as what you are hoping in. If you are hoping in man to make this better, trusting in masks and gloves and all the things, your hope will wane and so will your patience. God is the only one who can rescue you from your plight while you're in the middle of it. That is exactly what he wants to do. He wants you to rejoice in the confident hope you have in him. He's teaching you patience as he works this all out and he is asking you to keep on praying. When you are in continual state of prayer, you are in a continual state of focus on him. Hebrews 11 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith, by definition, is being confident in that which we do not see. These are times of stretching of your faith. We definitely can't see where this is headed and for how long. I love to see with my eyes. I like to see all the ducks in a row and everything working as it should. It gives me a sense of control over my life and what will happen. From the very beginning, we have an enemy that longs for us to walk independently of God. He has deceived you into believing that you have all the control of your destiny. It's no wonder when we get into these situations, it's so hard. We have bought the lie that we are in control, hook, line, and sinker. God is the only one in control of your life, and he is the only one our faith should be in. Faith in myself will get me angry, impatient, and miserable pretty quickly. Placing our faith in God is a surefire bet. Faith comes with some pretty nice benefits, peace and joy in the midst of turmoil, to name a few. Do you have complete faith in what you hope for from God? Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint. Imagine the vantage point of the soaring eagle. He has a completely different perspective on what is going on. He sees a bigger picture. I believe the Lord used the soaring eagle as a great visual of what it looks like when you put your trust in him. Placing your trust in God gives you a different vantage point. You begin to see with God's eyes instead of your worldly fleshly ones. You see things from a different vantage point. As you put your full trust in the Lord, you are going to be able to not just walk through this, but run through this. You aren't going to grow weary. You are going to walk and not get tired. Are you drudging through this crisis, dragging your toes all the way? Are you growing weary? These are all indicators that your trust in the Lord needs to grow stronger. It is a choice of your will and not a feeling. However, feelings will follow right behavior placing all your trust in the Lord and not in all the things will be hard at first. As you begin to make that choice over and over, God's grace will begin to give you a new strength. And before long, you will soar high on eagle's wings. So let me ask you today, what is your vantage point? And let me end with Romans eight twenty-five. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Are you looking forward to when this whole thing is over? I am. I know it will, but I don't know when. This is what gets me in trouble. I wanna know when and I wanna know that information right now. The problem is no one knows that information except for God. Does that make you mad? Does it make you angry with God that he won't give you that information right now? Or better yet, does it make you angry that God, that God doesn't end it right now? Never in our lifetime has God been more at work than right now. Remember when I said, who you are at home is who you are? Well, guess what? You are home and you are home for an extended stay. My guess is the real you has come out a time or two. The real me has made a few ugly appearances lately, and quite frankly, I didn't like what I saw. These are the things that God wants to refine in you and your family. This is a time of great spiritual growth, and great growth comes with growing pains. The writer of Romans tells us that we must wait patiently and confidently for what we are looking forward to. God has hemmed us in, so he can work on our hearts. He is way more concerned about your character than what is happening in the world right now. So my prayer for you this week is that you will have confidence in the one who holds your hope. That as the weeks turn into months, you will have renewed strength and that all of this will bring you closer to your heavenly father. I wanna encourage you, if you are looking for community, won't you join us in the Zoom room? We meet every morning at nine o'clock Eastern time, and we are growing through this. We are not just going through this. We are growing through it, and we would love to have you. I will put a link in the show notes. If you just go over to the website, raisingkidsonyourknees.org, and click the button for the Zoom room, it will take you right there at 9 a.m. I've also had the privilege of serving the podcast community alongside some pretty incredibly people, and we have put together a five-minute segment on hope for you to listen to. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that collaboration. Each segment is five minutes. You can listen to it all at once, or you can take it in five-minute bites, but I would love for you to listen to it because there are some really great perspectives on hope. I hope that you are rejoicing in our Savior who has risen today. Happy Easter, and I will see you back here next week.